Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I am your host, Christian. Join me are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Cacao! That was a good one. That's probably right, my favorite. That's my favorite cacao for a while. Fair enough. Uh, today, we're celebrating episode 150 in the most vain way possible. Absolutely. We figured this is a good opportunity to exercise the self-indulgence uh, afforded to us from this amount i guess i guess it's a significant milestone in our in our history twice a year we're just gonna do some vain shit i love it I'm, I'm here for it uh I would, so i would argue this just, whole podcast is some vain shit that's <laughs> very true <laughs> i would argue podcasting as a genre is some vain shit indeed joseph this was your idea so why don't you why don't you pitch it to us sure uh, I this this was uh, again also somewhat from a selfish place for me in that there are some things by things I usually mean movies but I guess we could incorporate TV shows and whatever in here if we want uh, but specifically movies is what I was thinking uh, movies that either I really like or even the ones that I feel like are really important to like get me and my references that fucking no one else has seen uh, mm-hmm. and it drives mm-hmm. me crazy. Uh, so this is this is the hard pitch episode for I, I, I was trying to come up with the closest cross section we, we could to movies you think most people haven't seen and need to see uh, that you're also willing to put your stamp of like, I promise you this is going to fucking rock, you know, stamp behind. So I have a list of my own, but I'm curious to see how you guys also approached it. Mine are not going to be that good. I don't think I don't think any on my list. I'm like, oh, these fucking rock. But these on my list, when I say them, you're going to be like, well, of course, that just makes a ton of sense. Sure. Like, I, I was thinking we I feel like the, the approach we should do is introduce the movie, and, you know, maybe a little context, but, you know, do do your hard pitch for like, here's really why, like what pops about it, why you think it's worth noting, why it made your list. Who so wants this, to this, go first? This, oh, go this ahead, might Dave. be the most indicative thing of our podcast ever. I think I misunderstood the premise. Okay. Because uh, I thought we were specifically doing movies that we thought not enough people had seen. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's hard to gauge now. Like, you know, with streaming at all. Like, you know, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, if you would asked me to do this, say I probably would have like Ed Wood on this list. But I think at this point, it's been on enough streaming services and stuff from time to time that exactly the number of people who would enjoy Ed Wood have seen it, you know, (laughs) like, like it's like it's like it's not a hidden gem at this point. So I've tried to pick out movies specifically that maybe even weren't that unpopular, but I just don't think the amount of people that should have seen them saw them. I think that's perfectly fine. I have at least one of those on my list also. I do too. I have one. I'll start. I'll go with it because I think it captures kind of what you're talking about because it's on streaming right now and it's gained in popularity a lot. I feel like a lot in the last like 10 years, which is the Disney animated classic, The Black Cauldron. It's a a, like true high fantasy film for children uh, where the adventuring band is a group of children fighting an evil lich king. This movie is like the first movie to ever use CGI. It almost bankrupted Disney. They were so ashamed of it, and it had never, like, uh, so few people saw it at the box office that it didn't even get released on video until 14 years after it debuted in theaters. Um, (laughs) Having said that, this movie doesn't suck. It's a lot of fun. Again, if you're into fantasy... 
I think it is a arguably probably the best animated version of that. Um, if you're a fan of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, he stole a lot of shit from this movie. His, ver- <laughs> his version of Gollum is directly ripped off of the Black Cauldron. Uh, and not that that's a like, that's not a complaint. I'm just saying I think this movie has uh, influenced pop culture more than people realize. And I think more people would enjoy it than they know. I think it's kind of got like a little black asterisk because of its dramatic history. But it's worth a watch. <laughs> It's definitely in the forgotten era of Disney, I feel like. Well, it, 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 you, you're right. It was for a while. It was on that banished island with the black hole and Tron, like of just yep. shit that Disney well, wanted to I pretend like, like they never did. I love both of those movies as well. So maybe it's just my shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I did, this will go out of the order of what I said. But since you brought up one, a undervalued animated movie, one of mine on here is that as well. And I'm going with Prince of Egypt. That's a Ooh, good love one. That movie. Fucking love I, that movie. You know, again, I don't think it bombed or anything. I just don't think as many people who should have seen it have seen it because it's very good. Really cool voice cast, fucking uh, uh, Ray Fiennes and Val Kilmer. Just really, really good songs, good look. And I think it just got looked over because, you know, A, it came out before other animation studios really were able to compete with Disney. Like, you could put out an animated movie, but nobody gave a shit. And it was right at that cusp of sort of the changeover from hand-drawn to cgi and i and where it's all hand-drawn i just don't think as many people saw it as should have at the time also as an aside early in my living the life my first probably my first experience with dealing with a crazy drunk person was in prince of egypt which was a guy who uh if you've ever been to a beach bar and there was a guy yelling out requests to the cover band he was that guy and um he was in Prince of Egypt, drunk out of his mind with about 30 other kids in there yelling at the screen, fuck you, Ramesses. <laughs> you don't have to take that shit, Moses. <laughs> it was fucking great. I had to that is very out. funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I got on Prince of Egypt. Good you know, movie. I, that's that's a good one. I, I, I wonder why that one is. I probably is a combination of things. I feel like I, I was probably too young when it was released to like really gauge the times. But I mean, it's, it's a non-Disney movie, right? Right. Yeah. It's DreamWorks. DreamWorks. It's, it's, DreamWorks it's really pretty. Really it's, a, it's a really good looking movie. Uh, I don't know. I wonder if the, like, the religious uh, context helped or hurt it. I suspect they thought it would help it, but I don't know if it did. Uh, I mean, they tried to straddle the fact of making it, it. This is this is a story from three religions, and I think instead of helping it, that might have turned people off too, because mm. you know, religion can be contentious. I don't know if I'm the first person who's brought that up. Uh, yeah, you know that's that's an interesting point, Hurt. I've never thought about that before. <laughs> yeah, groundbreaking concept. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, since we're on a theme here, I'm going to pitch my animated film that I have on my list, which I li- limited to one for everyone's benefit. Um, <laughs> uh, mine is is technically a Studio Ghibli film, but I think it's the one that no one has ever seen except me and my wife. And it's the one that I think is most accessible to everyone, even who is like slightly uh, averse or majorly averse to the concept of anime or Japanese animation, which is the Red Turtle. Uh, first off, it's no language. There's no talking in it. Uh, it's actually it's it's actually a French animated film. It was just produced by Studio Ghibli. 
uh, but it's it's the story of uh, like a shipwreck survivor on a deserted island just trying to like make it. There's a lot of kind of magical elements to it, uh, but it's just it's a really really beautiful uh, and compelling story. I, I know the the no talking might seem tough hurdle, but it's really not. I, I swear, if you get 15 minutes into it, you're gonna watch the whole fucking movie because that's exactly what happened to me on my honeymoon. We were supposed to be going somewhere, and I was like, Shh, "Shit, down! We gotta finish this." <laughs> uh, so, the Red Turtle. I highly recommend it. Interesting. I knew that. I knew there would be like a Ghibli or you know Ghibli light movie in your list. Um, and this is this seems like an interesting one. I've never seen this. Uh, I'm also now that I'm mentioning it, I'm gonna do a thing that I never do for our episodes. I'm gonna write all these fucking things down so I can put them in the description so that people don't have to think back later. Be like, what did they say at the beginning there? There uh, you go. Show notes. I'm gonna put some show notes in just because we fucking want you to watch these goddamn movies. Go ahead, yes. Christian. My next one, I'm not sure I want people to watch or not. It's a <laughs> tough one for me. I've watched it several times, and I admit that I don't I don't know if it's problematic, but when I watch it, I like it, and then I feel a little guilty for liking it, which is James Gunn's indie superhero film, Super. I think this is like a really, really well-made movie. Uh, only made $400,000 at the theater. Um, it's definitely like a black comedy. Um, it will make you probably feel uncomfortable. And I think it even has more context now after a decade of just superhero movies straight up your butt. I know this and is pretty early, wasn't it? What year was it? This 2010. Yeah, that's really uh, early. Even more so is that that guy went on and has made three superhero movies since then. Right. Um, but, but I think it's got good performances. You know, again, it's not for everyone. Uh, there's some pretty vulgar and intense moments. And the ending is, uh, I like it, but it is a topic of discussion among people who have seen it. Um, <laughs> But, I, you know, again, I think this movie is worth a watch. I think it's underrated and I think it's still very relevant based on how movie trends have gone over the last 10 years. I do want to say, I think I think that's a great pick uh, that leads into this is a, a teaser for a future episode. I really want to do off brand superhero movies one day because mm. I think there's enough of them to do a whole episode. You'll probably feel good about this. I have like nine of them that Sam McLean has let me borrow that I've never watched. I think Super is among those, which is weird knowing Sam McLean. But uh, I just thought you'd like Joseph that I also borrow DVDs from other people. I'm so glad to know you're supporting everyone's (laughs) DVDs. Yeah. Uh, If we did that, Joseph, you and I would have to watch that shitty Superman ripoff movie. The the kid. Bright. Oh, yeah. I remember the name of it. Yeah, I'm down with doing that now because I wouldn't have to watch that. <laughs> but that's it. Super. I like it. Hurt. Oh, OK. It's my turn. Um, let's see. What else did I have? OK, this is one. I actually you, put came, this on. you came in with so much enthusiasm. Like you were like, I'm ready. I got to. Well, no, I, gotta I, I had an I had an order. And oh, I, I oh, broke okay. it for Prince of Egypt. Uh, I'm, I'm doing this one solely because I brought it up on last week's episode. Uh, a movie called The Substitute. Uh, Dude, I knew you were going to talk about this movie on. I thought about it this week. I thought I should watch The Substitute and I didn't. And then Joseph <laughs> sent this out and I thought, Hurt's going to talk about The Substitute on this episode. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I am. I don't want to build it up too much. It's not good, but it's 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 exactly what I'm talking about. That this is this is a movie that, you know, would have done better at a different time. It, it, it is a great 
80s action movie that came out in like 1996. But I think that's part of what I like about it, because if it came out in like 1986, it would have been starring like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that. But instead, coming out in 96, it was starring Tom Berenger, who isn't really an action movie star sort of guy. He, you know, he's, you know, kind of like an interesting looking dude, good enough actor who never fully caught on. But uh, the premise is he's a mercenary who has a friend who is injured uh, because of drug running in a high school. So he goes undercover as a high school teacher to find out what's going on with these violent drug runners in school. And it is no more complicated than that. It's a (laughs) dumb action movie with a paper thin premise where a bunch of shit blows up. But it's, you know, Tom Berenger's good in it. Ernie Hudson is good in it. I'm pretty sure that it's Mark Anthony that's in it, but I'm worried that if I actually looked that up, it would just turn out I was racist. But I think it's Mark Anthony is in it. But um, just by saying that statement, you're still kind of admitting to being a racist. Like you, <laughs> you like I don't want to say it's Mark Anthony, but that you just admitted to thinking that it's Mark Anthony. So. <laughs> Well, I, honestly, it's it's more just where everybody questions what they're doing is racist now, because, you know, I mean, like three years ago, I would just said it was Mark Anthony and someone could say, no, it's not. And I was like, OK, I'm stupid. But now you have to examine it. That's true. Am I That's stupid true. or am I racist? You know, it can't <laughs> be am both. I stupid racist. That's yeah, true. There you go. Actually, most racists are. Uh, but yeah, The Substitute, a uh, dumb 90s action movie. Where, the thing is, I don't even know if it's on a streaming service, but I guarantee you can find it at like big lots for like two bucks. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's worth two bucks. Well, shoot, Hurt, I have a whole nother list here, but just the name of your movie reminded me of one that I feel like I have to put on here because okay. not enough people that I've talked to have seen this movie. Uh, one, of, one of Robert Rodriguez's early films, The Faculty. The faculty is, oh, I yeah. wish the faculty was on my list. That's yeah, a good it, well, it, it, you, you led me to it, so I, you get <laughs> half credit. Uh, it's got a bunch of 90s related people, Ethan Hawke, Elijah Wood, John Stewart's in it. I think Usher's in it. No. I don't, there's, there's all kinds of weird people in it, but it's a, an alien invasion flick set in a high school where I, I, I believe it's kind of like an invasion of the body snatchers E thing, but also with, you know, more explicit body horror and attacky things. I don't know. It's, it's schlocky and silly in all the right ways while still being a pretty, I think, effective, like, I don't know, alien horror movie. I think it's very good. I, I haven't seen it in probably at least 10 years but i'm willing i'm willing to say it's it's at least better than transformers what i like about this movie and i agree with everything you just said but the other thing i enjoy about this film is if you if you appreciate like my pitch with black culture and if you like the drama behind the scenes or you know just the zeitgeist of movies this one is so interesting because all of these people in it thought they were making like the next screen like they all thought they were going to be we're going to be fucking superstars <laughs> after this movie comes out and then that did not happen i mean they all eventually kind of did become famous but not because of this movie right, right. like it's so yeah. many famous people <laughs> before they got famous and then we're still not famous after it uh until they all went off and did their own thing pretty sure john john stewart gave up on acting because of the the failure on this like Mm. fuck it i'm just gonna go back to talk shows yeah i don't know if it's this i think he maybe did a couple after but it's something around this sign he did not have a great run i mean there's big daddy and that's about it (laughs) big daddy big daddy is the only one i can think of that's like successful and that he plays a large part right my next one 
uh, also kind of a horror movie, uh, is The Ritual, uh, which I have talked about on this podcast. You have, I remember. This, this is, is on a, Netflix, a, right? It is on yeah. Netflix. Um, I think it was made in like 2017. That's, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but it's about four friends who are kind of dealing with the loss and pain. They have like a really tight friend group. And one of them, there's five of them, one of them dies. And so the four of them decide to go on this hike that he really wanted to go to go on through Sweden and um, horrible, horrible things happen to them while they're on this trip. Uh, but one, it's a, just a pretty good story about loss and pain and friendship. But two, it's got the movie was filmed in Romania. It's got beautiful scenery in it. Um, and I think the scares play pretty well. Like definitely the it's, it's a monster movie and the monsters hidden for a good part of it. But um, they use some similar tricks to like the Blair Witch Project and creating a, uh, air of creepiness throughout the film before you get to that point. Um, the ending of the movie is feels kind of rushed and definitely f- they didn't quite have the budget to pull it off, I think, as well as uh, it deserves. But it's a good cast and it's only 90 minutes. Uh, so it's definitely shorter than Transformers. There you go. And I think it's worth your time. I like it. So, man, you know, I've got one on my list and then I just looked at it and I realized immediately after looking at it, oh man, this chick just got canceled. So I don't even know if it's... It, it, like just the things you got to think of these days, but I'm going to go and go with it anyway. Uh, Haywire. Have you guys seen Hay- Haywire? Mm, no, but I, I, you, I, I think you and, and Ian keep trying to tell me how good it is. Haywire is fucking great. And it's, it's I, got it, Ewan McGregor in it. Doesn't it also? It's got, it's got Ewan McGregor in it. It's got what's Magneto's name. Ian uh, McKellen. No, uh, Michael or Fassbender. Ma- Ma- yeah. That Michael Fassbender. It's got fucking, uh, God, why can't I think of anybody's name today? Uh, deeply unprepared. I really well. I knew this uh, going in. What's Magic Mike's name? Oh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Like it's got all these dudes in it, but none of them are the lead. Gina Carano is the lead, and she plays like a you know uh, a secret agent attack uh, assassin thing. And again, it has a pretty paper thin plot, but it's mainly just her beating the shit out of those dudes. And you know, since she you know has an ability as a fighter, it looks fucking great. The fight with her and Michael Fassbender is fucking brutal. You know, it's and it's one of those things that I think it was just it was like a day ahead of its time. It was right before everybody started craving, hey, man, we need a female action hero. I think one year later and this could have been a huge fucking hit. But, you know, it just hit at the wrong time. But it's definitely worth looking up. It's, uh, you know, uh, you know, she's not great at delivering dialogue now and she was even worse then. So they just don't have her talk a lot. And that works out great. But well worth well worth watching. Hey, why? You don't need talking for a good action movie. I mean, that's kind of one of the things this proves. It just it just mostly cuts to the action. It's just mostly her beating the shit out of people. Uh, I also have a movie that's uh, about beating the shit out of people, but it's predicated on I, I struck the raid, the raid redemption from my list because I think it's already too well known. But if for whatever reason you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the raid redemption, first off, it's not a sequel. That's the original one. It just sounds like a sequel. Uh, but that's first on the list. That's like that's a, a, a literal must. But the the uh, more obscure one I'm going with was a Keanu Reeves movie. There was a year, I don't remember what year it was. I, no, I wrote it down. It was 2013, where he put all of his time and effort and, and like, I, I think was really betting on 47 Ronin to be like the fucking movie. 
Uh, he right. was the lead in it. It was like a you know a long, big Japanese fantasy epic sort of thing, uh, and it was real bad. Uh, but at the same time, he also directed, uh, which was his first director uh, credit, uh, a movie called Man of Tai Chi. It's so uh, fucking dope. It's so fucking dope. It's uh, it's about a young Tai Chi student who gets wrapped up into this, uh, you know, like underground fighting. It's not even, a, it's not a tournament, but fighting no, thing to, to raise money to save his dojo, I think. Uh, but, it, you know, it's about the, the, the lead in it. Uh, his name is uh, Tiger Chen. He starts out as being just a prolific Tai Chi student, but has to constantly adapt and learn new martial arts as he's getting in these like deathmatch martial arts fights. And the, I mean, the action is incredible. Like the, the amount of, of information and like story they convey during the fights about like how he's like, you know, a surprise and then learns and then adapts his fight style to beat his opponents is incredible. It's so fucking good. Uh, it's got an appalling like 6.3 on IMDb. And I think that's fucking wrong. Yeah, uh, this movie is fucking great. Every, everyone should go watch this one. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought it up because it didn't even cross my mind. But the moment you started saying shit about 47 Ronin, I knew we were getting to the man of Tai Chi and I was fucking excited. <laughs> I'm glad. I've not seen this movie, so I, I will because you guys have sufficiently sold it. I, I'm sure there's probably been like three other occasions in our previous 149 episodes where Joseph and I start just gleefully discussing this film. But it's, it really is a blast. Well, there was no guarantee I was listening to you those times. Though. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I didn't know how many of these we were doing. So I have one more and then I have some like honorable mentions. OK, so my last one. If you had, I just would be curious if you, if you had to guess any movie that you think I would talk about, what movie do you think it would be? Because it'd probably be this one. Okay, I mean, so, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess 310 to Yuma because that always comes up on our, on our podcast. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I almost put that on the list, but I was like, I think too many people have seen it. Go ahead. I don't know. It, it's Sunshine. Oh, fuck. I thought this was going to be on Joseph's list, honestly. I think too many people have seen this movie to count. Yeah, okay. I hardly know anyone who's seen this movie. Maybe it's just because uh, I hang out with you dipshits, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, this is a stellar cast. Uh, Danny Boyle. Tight. Danny Boyle. Uh, Alex Garland wrote it. That's uh, true. Real, yeah. r- real tight pacing. Real like kind of like bleak, dark environment that looks fucking cool. I mean, every, everything about this movie. I love uh, all the cast members, Killian Murphy, Chris Evans, early, it's early just, Chris Evans, definitely early Captain Chris. America, Chris Evans. And it was when he was known for being a dick. This, I feel like this is really the first time we saw him outside of those mm-hmm. uh, kind of bound comedic boundaries. But uh, I don't know. I love this movie. It's my favorite Danny Boyle movie. It's well worth a watch. Everything Alex Garland has done, in my opinion, is damn near flawless. I don't know. Love this movie. That guy is real good at sci-fi horror. Very good. That's like his shit. Well, th- I- I'm going to go with the same format you went in with. Then I'm going to go with my closer, and then I'll go back if we do any more on more interventions. So this one is definitely the most on brand for me. This is one I'm sure you both heard me talk about before, and I know for a fact that Joseph tried watching it and was like, "Nah." Uh, and what I'm talking about is actually not a theatrical movie. I'm talking. I, about I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the television miniseries Lonesome Dove. Uh, uh, the reason I picked Lonesome Dove, because, I mean, I'm sure 
a sufficient number of old white dudes have watched this movie. Like, you know, there's plenty of people who've seen it, but I think it gets looked over as being great because it came out on television at a time when doing television was looked down upon. Now things have almost flipped, you know, going to the theater is for schlock. That's where you go to see Nine Fast, Nine Furious or the newest (laughs) Marvel movie or whatever. And, uh, you know, you sort of look to TV for uh, quality. So that's why I think this might be ripe for re-examination if you've never watched it. Uh, It's in my favorite genre of movies of all, which is old men on their last hurrah. I fucking love that shit. I always have. Uh, I don't know why. I'm sure someone could psychoanalyze me and tell me why, but I really don't don't know. But I love it. It stars Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Robert Duvall as Captains Woodrow F. Call and Captains Gus McRae. They are guys who were Texas Rangers in the heyday of settling Texas. And now basically time has sort of passed them by and they're just, uh, you know, playing out their years on a ranch, basically pretending to be ranchers, but they don't even really care about it. <laughs> and and they're uh, uh, one of their old ranger buddies, played by the deceased Robert Urich, uh, comes back and fills their heads with the tales of how great Montana is. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones' character, McCall, gets the, I mean, Call gets the idea of, we'll do a ta- cattle drive to, uh, uh, to Montana. And then that's the story. It's them getting from Texas to Montana with a cattle drive. And it's, you know, it's a movie about people realizing that their times has passed them by. It has the three saddest deaths I've ever seen in a movie. If you do watch it, there's going to be a point where uh, where a person uh, spurs their horse. And man, if you don't cry then, then you're not a human. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, you know, has a genuinely interesting conclusion that that I don't know any other story being the last act of this movie. I won't even say what it is, but it is based on a real event that a real cowboy named Charles Goodnight did. And uh, I love it. I love everything about this. Uh, I've quoted it endlessly. I try to get everyone to watch it and no one does, but it's well worth your time. (laughs) Fair enough. I should have known this is going to be on your list. Look, I have a couple more that I want to get to after this, but I could throw them in fast. I would say the the one other one that I want to to lean on just because I think it's this one is is my movie that I think people have seen, but I still think not enough people have seen, which is the sci-fi movie Gattaca. uh, Yes. With with Jude Law and Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. It's it's one of those things where I reference this shit so much just for like general everyday like metaphor things and fucking no one knows what I'm talking about. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> Nips, Nips, how early did you watch this? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I was I was in my mid teens probably. Oh, because I was thinking maybe you like watch this at like five or six or something and like fucking this is the patient zero this is how you got to be the person you got to be <laughs> yeah, maybe. This, is, this is the prototypical nips movie that's probably true uh the so i can't remember what the name of the director is but he's also done some other sci-fi stuff that's not good this is his good one uh but the basic premise is genetic technology has vastly advanced and we've we've advanced to a society where you know uh, you're. It, it's very much like the, the the kind of occasional Superman mythos where uh, your your 
station in life and your capabilities and your job options are very much based on your genetic makeup, like what you're capable of. And so it, it follows Ethan Hawke, who is born with real bad genetics, who just desperately wants to be an astronaut, which is reserved for only the people with the absolute best genetics. And so he assumes the identity of Jude Law, who was like the perfect human specimen before he was paralyzed and trains as hard as he can to become an astronaut and trick everybody into thinking that he's not a weak piece of shit. I, I don't know uh, how else to pitch it. It's really fucking good. It's, it's a really good story. I think the performances are really good. It's a, it's a great, like, just general narrative. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly recommend it just so people can understand what I'm talking about when I reference it. Good one. Yeah, I agree on this one. This is this this is a very good movie. It's a bleak. It's bummer, uh, but you know, it's also about you know believing in yourself. I was going to say, uh, like, I, I don't know. If, I say I don't think it's that much. I don't think it's as much of a bummer as some of the other ones that this guy does. It's it's still like it's very much about like the struggle. We're supposed to see it from Ethan Hawke's perspective, where everything is hard, uh, but he right. just keeps pushing through. And uh, you know, I feel like it, it it comes away you know not so bad at the end. So. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It has what is kind of a happy end. Yeah, if if you if you ignore Jude Law's last scene, <laughs> it's not talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my honorable mentions uh, to their honorable mentions because I do think they fall out of the category. As at least for two of them, I think a lot of people have seen them. Uh, first one is Kingdom of Heaven. This is the best fucking like sword war movie there is, in my opinion. Like this movie is fucking dope. It's it's a bit long and there are some witty part wordy parts, but uh, I watch this movie more frequently than I probably like to admit. I think this movie's a lot of fun. Wet Hot American Summer. I watched the crap out of this movie when I was a teenager. Um, it's it's come back in popularity because it got put on Netflix and the Netflix made some sequels. So I don't think it counts. But it, there was a time in my life when I was the only person I knew who watched it. And I thought everyone should watch it because it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> and finally, one of the darkest comedies I've ever watched is not very well received, but I think it's much better than people give it credit for. Death to Smoochie. It's just, I can't even pitch it to you. It's a guy who was a, basically like a TV clown who wants to murder the movie equivalent of Barney. Um, and uh, it's bleak, but I think it's funny. Um, and Edward, Nor it's one of the few times I actually enjoy Edward Norton on screen. So. I also got John Stewart in it. I'm looking it up right now. Yep, John Stewart I, is in that movie as well. It's, it's, it's funny. I was just talking about this is the the that movie was the prototypical uh, Nips movie. This seems like it's prototypically, prototypically the not you movie. So I'm very surprised that it's on there. But yeah, I'll agree with that. This is a bleak fucking movie, but uh, but it's it's worth a watch. Thank you. Hurt, you That's got all. any uh, left on your list? Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, this one, the reason it, it goes in honorable mentions, because I won't say much about it. It's because I've, I've brought it up or released 600 times on the podcast. John Carter, it's a great fucking sci-fi action movie that bombed and it was kind of forgotten. But if you've never seen it, it's well worth watching. The other one I'm going to bring up is this will be the last one is the Hudsucker Proxy. Uh, I think most Coen brother movies fit in that category. I'm talking about where the number of people who should see them have saw them because the, you know, they're there. There's a strangeness to them. That's not for everybody. But I think even Cohen fans kind of miss this one. And it's 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 a shame. It's a fun movie. Uh, Tim Robbins, 
is the guy who invents the hula hoop and Paul Newman is the guy who steals the idea from. Hmm. Um, if, you know, Paul Newman being in a Coen Brothers movie is not a good enough sales for you. Uh, this has uh, Bruce Campbell and Jennifer Jason Lee in it, essentially as Clark Kent and Lois Lane. And it's fun to watch them and dream of a 90s Superman movie starring. Oh, man, that, is, that would be good. That's it. Uh, That's all I got. I like it. Uh, the last two ones on my list, I'm not calling them all honorable mentions. I still think they're top tier quality, but I wrote a lot of shit down. They're two sports movies and they're relatively fun because I felt like a lot of my list wasn't that fun. Uh, one is one that I've been hounding heard about forever, which he'll never watch, but maybe you, the listener, will, will <laughs> heed, my, <laughs> heed my words. Uh, the Winning Season with Sam Rockwell. <laughs> he's he's a, uh, a burnt out former basketball star living in his hometown who gets recruited to teach his old high school team the the girls team instead of the boys team like he was hoping uh and it's just everyone in this movie is a mess like the the basketball team itself is like there are like two of them that want to be there and the rest of them are just kind of there because there's nothing else to do uh and it's just it's it's a beautiful mess of of you know the the blind leading the blind and and becoming better people together uh it's it's arguably one of the best sports movies i've ever seen it's right up there with remember the titans to me uh but somehow more charming uh, I, I i think i have a whole stack of dusty sam rockwell movies that you <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you've let me borrow they, they they all have like hollywood video use stickers <laughs> yeah, on them yeah. like that's how long i've had them but yeah yeah i i should watch this someday it's the only way i buy dvds <laughs> Uh, and then the last one I wanted to mention, a similar vein, uh, 2011 movie with Sean William Scott called Goon. Uh, it's a, a hockey movie where Sean William Scott is a, uh, you know, he's not really much of a hockey player. He's more of just a bruiser in a time where, you know, the, uh, the, that style is going out of the sport. He's playing on a minor league team, but the minor league team gets a, uh, you know, like a fancy footed French uh, hockey player who uh, just keeps getting blasted. And so uh, Sean William Scott is, is hired to just essentially protect him. Uh, but he's, he's just kind of a simpleton who doesn't really want to, uh, he just wants to play hockey, but he just keeps getting in fights with people. Uh, it's very charming. Lee Schreiber is like the big bad boss of the other bruiser, uh, legendary bruiser in the league. It's highly entertaining. It's way better than tra- Transformers. And it's the only role I can stand Jay Baruchel in. Uh, yeah, it's great. I love this movie. You know, it's going through this list. It seems like anything that's on your all's list that is proof that you might be a bad person is the ones I've seen and can get behind. I can also say this is this one's pretty awesome. So I think that definitely means I'm a bad person. So wait, Hurt, before we get further on, I want to know which movies you think would make us sound like bad people. Well, I mean, Death to Smoochie is, you know, it's like... I, I don't know. I identify that movie with uh, anger and depression. Like, mm, like, yes, very much. I, so. I like. I like really connected with that. It's like say, Bad Santa. Like I laugh at Bad Santa, and but if I'm watching it, that means I wasn't laughing before that. You know mm. what I'm saying? And Death to Smoochie is kind of like that, and The Goon is kind of like that. Like mm. you know, The Goon. The Goon is a mean spirited movie. Yeah, I mean. I definitely, I mean, I can admit probably my enjoyment for other of these movies uh, doesn't come from the best place. I don't think the goon is as bad as Death to Smoochie. That one is really dark. It's not, I, I, I it's agree. not the, for everyone. 
they're they're definitely separate levels totally yeah but there is they certainly are both kind of born out of a a place of yeah i mean like depression (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely some heart in uh in goon i think there is for sure yep but it's like all those movies once the heart shows up that's when the laughs are fair enough uh but i i I assume that we're good for for this time around until our next 50 episodes yep all right i think so i I do want to say before we before we get into the what we're watching i'm gonna get gonna get on my soapbox because i don't know how many people make it to the actual end of the episode first off thanks to anybody who's listening but uh second off you've probably heard us uh allude to it and joke about it on the podcast We've got a very small listener base. If you listen to this podcast, we could probably count you easily on our on our toes and fingers combined. I, you know, I think it's perfectly valid to uh, to enjoy a content and and not necessarily want to contribute to it. But if you really, if if there's anything you want to talk about, anything, any way that you want to connect with us, please do. Uh, because I don't know, I, I I like the interaction. I like making things that people are interested in hearing. And I'd like, I'd be interested to hear what our listeners would want to hear about. Uh, so please do that. Please. We real phone is gmail.com, Facebook and Twitter. I, I, I highly encourage you to do this. And I know when I say you, you're thinking it's that random you with the end of the earth, but I'm talking to you specifically you listening to this, please consider uh, if you've ever thought about putting anything on the show or submitting anything to the show, please do. Uh, that's I, think, my I think I have a good addition to that is yeah. that I feel like there's probably people who listen to this show that only like two of us and maybe dislike the third. And I'm not directing that at anyone. I'm saying various people can alternate to be people. So if you're that person and you're listening and you think you've heard enough to get someone, the, the one you don't like on the on the show to have to watch something they'll hate. I think that's valid. I think that's totally valid. <laughs> Suggest something that your least favorite phony would hate, and then we'll have to watch. It. What 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 an internet approach you just proposed there, Hurt. I'm yeah. trying I'm trying to appeal to people's net sense of community and general goodwill, and you're like, think about a thing that makes you angry, and then act on it. I mean, uh, it's funny. Uh, uh, you know, you're on the internet. I'm not, so I don't know why I'm the only one who knows what works. I mean, that's fair. That's super <laughs> fair. Anyway, that's it for now. What have we watched this past week, guys? Well, two. I got three things. Two of them I have watched a while back, and I just keep forgetting to talk about. Uh, but uh, I watched Raya and the Last Dragon with my kids. That movie's fine. It's Moana, uh, but in China. I think I'd probably enjoy it more if the plot wasn't so stinking similar, but it's, it's very, very similar. Uh, end of the world destruction. Princess has to go and find... Uh, in Moana, it's a demigod. In this, it's a dragon, and bring them back to literally find a rock, or you know, in 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 Moana, it's put the rock in in Tafiti, or in this movie, it's to basically put the gym back together. Um, it's it's very similar. Looks cool. Voice cast is great. If you like Moana, you're probably gonna like this movie. It's better than Transformers, if a bit samey. I watched Luca. Um, this is really good. It's really heartfelt. It's a lot of fun. Um, animation's great, uh, better than Transformers. I liked it. If you like Pixar movies, this one uh, is probably the least sad that I've watched in a long time and not as <laughs> and not as dumb as Cars. So, you know, it's pretty good. Um, the thing I'm most excited to talk about, though, is following up last week's episode where I talked about Song Exploder. There's another new Netflix music documentary called This Is Pop. Um, it's like a 10-part series. 
and I have like a weird relationship with pop music. I don't love it. Like I couldn't tell you what's on top 40 radio, but I have a very strong nostalgia for the decade that I think really birthed modern pop music, which is the nineties. And that is really what this show is about is basically music in the nineties. There's some really great episodes. They are all a bunch of different topics. It's yeah, I would say it's kind of anthology like there's one that's, you know, basically solely about how boys to men influenced the boy band movement. And even though they're kind of the creators, they got screwed over the most by it. Um, there's one about how country music went pop. Jehu, there's a Brit pop episode. Um, right on. There's one about music festivals and how the 90s kind of brought them back and also kind of ruined them uh, before <laughs> right. they really took off in the 2000s. I mean, it's just really interesting. If you're into pop music, I think you'd really like it. If you're just really into music, you'd probably really like it. Because again, I don't listen to a lot of like modern pop, but um, this is a decade and with a lot of influence. My favorite episode is Why Are Sweden So Damn Good at Writing Pop Music? And it's, it's, it is a great, you know, like Max Martin, all of those guys, uh, Ludwig Göransson, all Swedish all fucking great at writing pop music and they come up with a actually pretty convincing reason. Uh, it's again, I think worth the watch better than transformers. All right. What was the name of it again? This is pop. I'm going to try my best to start watching this tonight. This sounds right up my alley. Yeah, it's good. Uh, that's it. You know, I didn't really watch a lot of shit this week that I haven't already talked about before on this show. I was not into consuming new content this week. The only one of them that I think is even worth a mention is, uh, I, you know, I watched Spectre for like the 1900th time. And I just really think that movie gets a bad rap just for not being as borny as the previous three is. But I mean, it's just a full on straightforward Bond movie. And I think it's really good at it. I, I like that they bring back the goofy humor in it. Uh, you know, it's great looking you know, I, it's just one of those things. I don't really know why it is looked at as sort of a, a lesser of the of the modern era Bond movies. Uh, but uh, I, I think one thing they could have done to, to change it. I wish they would have went with the Radiohead song instead of the, the who what who's the guy they went with? Sam Smith. Yeah. yeah. Sam Smith. I, I, I just think Radiohead would have been cooler. I don't even know if I think it's a better song. I just think people would have taken the whole movie more seriously if it was Radiohead instead of Sam Smith. I know I've told you this before, but somebody has imposed the Radiohead song over the opening credits to Spectre. And I watch that shit like once every couple months, at least. Uh, you have not told me that because I would have watched it once every couple <laughs> months. Um I'm, I'm going to look that shit up as soon as I get off the phone. Yep. <laughs> I'm also in the uh, the minority. I think Spectre's great. I love that movie. I think it's a lot of fun. You and Ian have given me tons of shit for it, but I'm glad Hurt's on the podcast and he can back me up. I mostly just remember it being boring, but I'm not willing to rewatch it to, to confirm my viewpoint. Uh, Christian, I'm, I, that's, I didn't know that you were a, a Spectre fan too, so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and Nips, that's, that's about on brand for you. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, that that's a, uh, that, uh, you know, I also, you know, uh, did a read through on a big chunk of a, of the most current run of amazing Spider-Man. Uh, it's written by a writer named Nick Spencer, who I have a contentious relationship with. I think he's good at writing dialogue, but he is just so desperate 
to let the kids know that he understands. He's just got to bring up whatever fucking internet thing is going on right now. There's a storyline that I swear to God is resolved using find my iPhone (laughs) fucking fucking, you know, it contains Spider-Man, Iron Man, Thor are all in this story and how that, how it is solved is someone uses find my iPhone. I just hated that so much, but for the most part, it's a good run, but yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Uh, I also watched a lot of stuff, but I don't even want to mention all of it because I want to get to the thing I want to talk about. Uh, I finished odd taxi, which I would say is, is probably the best anime that I've seen in the spring. It's the one that's it's set in the animal city, but maybe there are not animals, but it's really just about like this interweaving mystery uh, of a large ensemble cast and kind of this living city vibe. Uh, it's very well written. It's very interesting. The ending was satisfying, but semi-predictable, but I think the whole show is, is a really great ride. So of, of all the things I could recommend from this spring, it's, it's, that's the one. I also watched the uh, the Demon Slayer movie finally came out on Funimation. If you like Demon Slayer, you're going to like the movie. It's functionally just four episodes of Demon Slayer jammed together, uh, which sounds like an indictment of the movie, but it's really an endorsement of the show. The show kicks ass. Uh, the production quality and the general like TV show episodes are fantastic. Uh, so I think you could probably just watch them back to back and it would look as good. Uh, but it's a good movie. If you like the, if you like the show, you'll like the movie. Uh, but the main thing I want to talk about, and it's only fitting because I, I talked a lot of shit about it last week, and it's it's something I talk a lot of shit about a lot, and then I also watch it a lot. I rewatched uh, the movie version of Rent. <laughs> <laughs> I I've just it's it's such a it's such a complicated mess. I really could do a whole episode on it. I think I feel confident because there's good shit about it, and there's a lot of bad shit about it. But like, there's just a lot of weird dumb choices. I think the songs are all great. I think if you if you watched all of the songs individually with no context, uh, it would be a pretty good movie. Uh, but the attempted context and then the lack of context, even you know between the songs, makes it just super incoherent and weird. It, you know, in general, it doesn't work with forty year olds. Though that said, Tay Diggs is so fucking handsome in this; it's outrageous. I, I like the fact that I know you uh, you've been seeing a lot of Anthony Rapp uh, Christian. Mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. I like the fact that Mark is a character who's functionally the point of view character from for this show as he's like you know the the recorder who's cataloging all of these events. You totally could have made him like cooler, but at no point does he make that choice. He makes Mark as fucking dorky as possible, and I love it. <laughs> uh, but my, my biggest sadness about this watching this is how many people are in this uh, that like don't do musical stuff now. I mean, maybe, I don't know if they, you know, they're not on Broadway and they're not doing, I don't know what would, what would be the equivalent other movie musicals or whatever. But like uh, the dude who plays Collins in this is Jesse L. Martin, who most people know from being in Law and Order. Don't ask me who he is in Law and Order because I've never you can watched, ask me. I've never watched a single episode. He's one of the leads. He's a black guy. He's very good on it. He's uh, one of the better de- part of one of the better detective VR, uh, well, that, duos. That's good. That dude has a baritone voice like an angel. Uh, <laughs> the, the I'll cover you uh, reprise in this song was my go-to when I needed a good cry until Les Mis came out. Uh, and it still holds up. It's so fucking good. Uh, and it just makes me sad that like there are people like that who have just these phenomenal voices that just like, I don't know, do... 700 episodes of a not that there's anything wrong with law and order but 
it feels like it feels like a waste of talent. He definitely didn't get to sing once on Law and Order. I he might have got to sing once on The Flash, but I, I think know. he did. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> every every show should have a musical episode. Come mm. on. Uh, look, I still think this movie is worse than Transformers, but I'm still going to watch it again in probably about a year. <laughs> yeah. That's good. it. So none of us watched Nine Fast, Nine Furious. No, N- no. I didn't even know it came out. <laughs> I, I I may watch it before next week just because I feel that that's wrong that we do an entertainment podcast and none of us have watched that. Well, look, we got we got Fast Nine, Fast Furious Nine, Black Widows next week. Black right? Widows the week after that, so I think we could probably do Fast Furious and then Black well, Widow. Dude, I'm not trying to make you guys watch that shit because it, it, you know. But I, I'm just saying, I feel like one of us should at least. I'm not, so if I'm you not all, opposed to watching some trash. <laughs> the the thing the thing about it is is. I don't even know how many Fast and the Furious movies I haven't watched. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I, I know I, I, the last one I watched was the last Paul Walker one. And, you know, and, and, uh, and I don't know how many there's been since then. So I, two. No, okay, that, I mean, that I can't remember right. either. I, I was going to guess two or three, but I don't, I really don't know. Uh, but, I, I haven't uh, seen Hobbs and Shaw, and I hope that's not important. <laughs> Hashtag uh, but, uh, justice for Han. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. If you guys if you guys want to do uh, Fast Nine a week late, I'm I'm on board. I'm up for that. Uh, but yeah, let's do Fast and Furious this week and see if we can get uh, Black Widow in the next week. A Marvel movie. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. Yeah, it, it's weird. It's weird how long it's been since we've got to talk about a new Marvel movie. It's it's also I feel like it's kind of a bummer for Marvel because. You know, I know this was supposed to be their their big first one after the the phase. What is it? Phase three? Phase four? Right. Yes. Okay. I guess well, Spider Man. Spider Man was after that too. So I don't know. It, yeah. it, was, it was the first one in, in a long time, uh, but now it's even longer. So there's way more weight on this movie that I think that they wanted. I definitely feel like this was supposed to be like low stakes for them, and yeah. it's been completely flip, flipped around, or it's like it's like where they find out do people even still care about this shit? Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a, look at that. We have a plan for the next couple weeks. We're so good at this. It only Crazy. takes 150 episodes. <laughs> right. uh, but thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, you know, I've already been uh, been on my soapbox about this, but you know, rate, subscribe, tell all your friends. Uh, reach us at realphonies@gmail.com. I uh, can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter, realphonies, and, and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks, to Zach Evans for our, and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later. <laughs>